0: Hi everyone, welcome back to Church Online and welcome back into our series, Fuel, where we're tracking through the amazing stories in Acts to dig into the ways the Holy Spirit fuels us for a life totally given over to following Jesus and telling others about him. Last week I was talking about being fueled to speak The power of knowing our story and how it intersects and overlaps with the story of God's people from the beginning of time. And then how we might tell that story to those we meet. And today, as we continue through Acts, we come to a perfect example of that, of someone who had an encounter with Jesus and who was fuelled by the Holy Spirit to tell his story. And the impact of that was that it changed the trajectory of the church forever. And obviously, I'm talking about the amazing story of Saul on the Damascus road. And if you know the story of Saul on the road to Damascus already, you will know that we often think of it as a conversion story. But today, I want to think about Saul's story as a call to leadership. How was Saul fuelled to lead? And what might that tell us about how we are called to be leaders as we follow Jesus? So why don't I pray for us as we begin. Holy Spirit, we are so grateful for you. We're so grateful for the chance to come to the scriptures again today. We pray that you would fuel us as we turn our lives towards you afresh today. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your kindness to us. Amen. So let me tell you about Saul. We're at Acts chapter 9. Stephen, who we spoke about last week, has just been stoned to death for his witness of the gospel. And Saul has witnessed that and approved of it. And as a result, persecution of Jesus' followers has broken out. And the church has been scattered out of Jerusalem throughout the surrounding areas of Samaria and Judea. And it says that Saul began to destroy the church, literally going from house to house and dragging Christians back to Jerusalem to put them in prison. Saul gets permission from the high priests to go up to Damascus, which is over 150 miles north of Jerusalem. And it's with the sole purpose of bringing back any Christians he might find there and putting them in prison. Saul was a man who was determined in his mission And he wasn't just a random guy with a vendetta against Christians either. Saul was a well-educated, highly thought-of Pharisee who trained under Gamaliel, who was basically the best teacher of the Jewish law available at the time. Saul knew the scriptures and genuinely believed with great conviction that the Christian movement was dangerous to Judaism and needed to be stopped. So Saul is on the road, heading up to Damascus, and this is what it says happened next. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, who you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up. And go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men travelling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound, but didn't see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. And for three days he was blind, and did not eat or drink anything. God then speaks to a faithful man called Ananias and asks him to go to Saul and lay hands on him. And this is what God says to Ananias. Go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. My chosen instrument. So Ananias goes to Saul, lays hands on him and his sight is restored and he's filled with the Holy Spirit. Straight away, Saul is baptised, he eats and drinks again, and then he spends a few days in Damascus where he straight away starts to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. This is one of those stories that you have probably heard of, even if you're new to church. What we know about Saul after this happened to him is that he totally changed the direction of his life after having this one encounter with Jesus. So what can Saul's story tell us about the way that he was fuelled to lead in this powerful and dynamic way? Well, first thing is that Saul was called. The first thing that happens to Saul is that he experiences Jesus calling him by his name. Despite everything that he'd been doing, Saul wasn't a stranger to Jesus. Jesus knew his name. And called him by it. In the same way God knows your name and is calling you by it. Our names are important to us aren't they? It, it offends us when people don't remember our name or when they misspell it, even when it's written right there in the email. Our names are tied up with our identity, we can't get away from it. Our names can say all sorts of things about our family, about our culture, where we're from, One of my middle names is Francis, which was my nan's name on my mum's side. And it's a name that I've given to my eldest daughter. It says something about our family. The interesting thing about Saul's story is often we think of Saul's calling alongside his change of name. From Saul, the persecutor, to Paul, the apostle, who we know wrote much of the rest of the New Testament and strategically moved about on missionary journeys planting and encouraging churches as they began and flourished. But actually the scripture doesn't talk about Saul's change of name like that. After his encounter with Jesus, Saul's name stays Saul whilst he's in Damascus for the three or so years before he goes to Jerusalem to meet the apostles. It's actually later in Acts 13 where it simply says that Saul was also known as Paul. And Paul is just the Roman version of the Hebrew name Saul. And so it makes sense for him to use it when he was meeting and ministering to those who weren't Jewish. And this is really important for me. Jesus called Saul by name. And Jesus calls us by our names. And when we're called, he isn't asking us to do away with everything that went before. Everything that relates to our families or culture or past. He knows what our name is, and he calls us by it. God has a call on your life, just like he called Saul. God knows your name. So Saul was called, and secondly, Saul was chosen. Why on earth would God choose the key persecutor of the Christians, as his chosen instrument to proclaim the good news. Of all people, this seemed like the worst possible choice. But then if we think about Saul's experience, his knowledge and everything he had to offer, it actually is, obviously, a perfect fit. Saul was known by the high priests and the Pharisees who he debated with and they took him seriously. He knew the scriptures intimately and had spent years of his life studying and discussing them. He had experience of strategically travelling, planning and seeing his plans through. When we are asking God where he might want us to lead, so often it's in something he's been preparing us for way before we would have even considered a call from him. When I moved to the East End in 2010, it was for no other reason than my housemates and I found a reasonable place to rent. I never for a moment considered that I would end up with this deep passion and love for this part of the East End. I even remember going past Watney Market in Shadwell on the bus and thinking to myself, I would never want to live there. And many of you will know that our first flat just two years later, after we got married, was on Watney Market. God chooses us, not in spite of our experience or our history, but because of it. There's nothing that you or I have done or experienced or said that disqualifies us from the call of God on our lives. There is nothing that's beyond his redemption. Saul was a murderer. He was actively working against the will of God. And yet in one moment, in one encounter with Jesus, all of that was redeemed. Saul was filled with the Holy Spirit and turned his life fully towards his call to lead the church God knows your experience your knowledge he knows everything you have to offer him even things you haven't realized he sees more than your cv more than the highlights reel on your instagram you don't have to show your best angle to god he's calling you each one of us to lead in a unique way and he wants us He wants to redeem everything which has gone before and use it to see his kingdom come here on earth. So Saul was called. He was chosen. And lastly, he was changed. And that might seem like a contradiction to everything I've just said, but what I want to encourage us of today is that when God calls us, he isn't asking for us to throw away everything we've known about ourselves before. He isn't asking for a change of name necessarily or a change of our past, but he may well be asking for a change of direction or a change of heart. And isn't that so often the way when we're filled with the Holy Spirit? The change of heart in Saul is so shocking that people who heard him speak, even the apostles, struggle to believe that it really was true. It actually says in the scripture that he baffled those living in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Messiah. So I guess now is the time for me to ask you, what is the Holy Spirit calling you to lead? Our vision at St Paul's Shadwell is to make disciples, to transform communities and to plant churches. That isn't something that just the staff team do. Or just the connect group leaders or those who've been here for years. It's a call on all of us. Why don't you spend some time asking the Holy Spirit to prompt you? Which of those three things gets you really excited? Maybe you love the Bible and the Holy Spirit is fueling you to disciple people one-to-one or in a small group. Maybe you're desperate to see justice in your neighbourhood and you want to lead a project to see that happen. Maybe God's calling you into church leadership. There are no passive participants in the kingdom of God. Everyone gets to play. And the the best news, the great news, is that there is no better place to explore a call to leadership, whatever that looks like for you, than here at St Paul Shadwell. Often we talk about this place being a place of landing and launching. God has given us a specific call to be a community where people wash up on the shores, seek refuge here, and hear and discern a new call from God before being launched out again into a new adventure. I know that's my story. And so many of you have had the same experience of being part of this community here in Shadwell. And if we're looking for change, there's no better time than right now to see that come about. You know, if there's one thing I've learned through this whole bizarre experience of lockdown, it's that it turns out my busying around was not the thing that was enabling God to move this whole time. He has still been moving in us, speaking to us and calling us, even when most of us have been stuck in our houses for months on end. This is a time where many of us have been sensing a call to a change, a change of direction, a new call into leadership in a new way for a new season. Doesn't mean we know necessarily what that looks like, but we know we are called by God, chosen by him, and that the Holy Spirit is fueling us to be changed people who might change the world and see his kingdom come here as it is in heaven. Amen.